welcome to Destination Lavender, a podcast all about healing and self-discovery after getting sober. My name is Guiana, and each episode I'll be sharing my personal adventures, tips, triumphs, and lessons that have helped me to better navigate and thrive in sobriety. Today is Destination Lavender's eighth episode called Improving Memory. Let's get into it. Okay, so I'm really excited about this episode because (laughs) I was actually on my way um, to just looking at cars and stuff um, because I am in the process of getting a new car and, you know, I have um, a whole bunch of shows and stuff pretty much every week now because I prayed a prayer that God would give me more work and it got answered really quickly. Um, but anyway, I was on my way to look at this car and I had a show that I was preparing for because I had a rehearsal that would be in a matter of hours later and I really needed to like remember the songs and remember the voice parts and remember the choreo and just remember everything. So I was like kind of thinking like, what should I do for my eighth episode? Like, what, what is it? You know, what's the thing that I'm going to be working on? Um, and it was like memory. (laughs) I need help with memory. And also, although I still need help with memory, there's so much that's been given back to me in the realm of remembering things since getting sober. So I figured it would be a cool episode to have. So that's what today is going to be about. It's called improving memory. And I want to share with y'all, um, some facts that I found online about, uh, ways that are going to be effective to help you improve your memory. And also just some personal things that I've come across in my travels and things that I've little tips and stuff that I've gotten from other people and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so let's get into it. So, um, the first thing that I can say in regards to improving my memory has definitely been getting sober. I mean, that's been a huge, you know, help for me because when I was smoking, I couldn't remember anything like things that I know that I have typically on a regular day when I'm sober, like committed to my memory. Like I would forget really simple, really easy things. I would forget where I'm going. I would forget song lyrics to songs that I've been singing for years. Just like I would forget what I'm talking about mid sentence. And don't get me wrong. I know that there's a lot of people who, you know, smoke for, you know, medicinal reasons and it really helps them with whatever ailments they're, you know, currently carrying. Um, or, you know, maybe they have like a lifetime situation and it really helps to, you know, minimize those symptoms, but it just didn't end up working for me. So I just recognized how much my memory actually was damaged. I, you know, really wanted to get into jazz guitar And if you know anything about jazz music, it's really complicated stuff. Um, So you need, you need all, you need to be like firing on all cylinders if you're going to commit anything in the realm of jazz theory to memory. And I mean, 
as soon as I say it, there's going to be somebody who's like, blah, 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 want a Grammy and they're high all the time. It's just like, I'm not that person though. <laughs> like, I'm sure that there's somebody who can just smoke every day, day in and day out and still win a Grammy. Like, good for you. I'm so glad that you can do it. But it's just, it's just never been my thing. And so I realized that smoking was really keeping me from committing things to memory that mattered to me. And that was one of the many reasons why I ended up, you know, having to stop doing it. So being sober is the first thing I can recommend for improving your memory. Um, there's some stuff about alcohol on this list as well that I have coming up here. It's from healthline.com. Um, there's 14 things on this list and the official name of the list is 14 ways to improve your memory. The first one is eating less added sugar. Um, now before I go through this list, um, there's 14 things, but I'm only going to list like eight of those things because <laughs> I also want to share some of my personal experiences with y'all and, you know, I want to keep it within certain time limits. So we're only going to name a few. If you are curious about all 14, feel free to find this specific link from healthline.com. The first one they have listed here is eat less added sugar. Uh, it says here eating too much added sugar has been linked to many health issues and chronic diseases, including cognitive decline. Research has shown that a sugar laden diet can lead to poor memory and reduced brain volume particularly in the area of the brain that stores short-term memory. For example, one study of more than 4,000 people found that those with a higher intake of sugary beverages like soda had lower total brain volumes and poorer memories on average compared to people who consumed less sugar. Therefore, cutting back on sugar not only helps your memory, but also improves your overall health. Let's go. Um... I really <laughs> relate to struggling with this one because I mean, I think also anybody who will tell you like alcohol has sugar in it. So when you stop drinking, the thing that you crave is like sugar <laughs> and I've not been drinking for like over a year and a half. So it's, it really hasn't changed. Also like sugar was one of my first addictions growing up as a kid, like Oh my God, there was no control over like the sugar and the fatty foods in my home. So sugar was just like a go-to. You want to change your mood? You eat some sugar. You pour some sugar on me. Yes, that's what you do. Um, so yeah, that was actually an interesting one that I didn't expect to be on this list. <laughs> There's a couple of them on here that are pretty interesting. So let's proceed. Number two is try a fish oil supplement. Now I have taken fish oil supplements in my lifetime, but I, I definitely have been more likely to take fish oil supplements when I'm like starting a new workout regimen or something. I typically don't just take it. <laughs> so it's a good reminder for me. Uh, fish oil is rich in the omega-3 fatty acids. I'm not going to be able to pronounce these, so let's just call it the abbreviation, which is EPA and DHA. Uh, these fats are important for overall health and have been shown to lower the risk of heart disease, reduce inflammation, relieve stress and anxiety, and slow mental decline. Many studies have shown that consuming fish 
and fish oil supplements may improve memory, especially in older people. One study of 36 older adults with mild cognitive impairment found that short-term and working memory scores improved significantly after they took concentrated fish oil supplements for 12 months. Dang, okay. Long-term commitment, okay. Another recent review of 28 studies showed that when adults with mild symptoms of memory loss took supplements rich in DHA and EPA, like fish oil, they experienced improved episodic memory. Both DHA and EPA are vital to the health and functioning of the brain and also help reduce inflammation in the body, which has been linked to cognitive decline. So that's number two. Um, and I love here, I just want to like reiterate on here how it talks about, um, that a fish oil supplement can lower the risk of heart disease, reduce inflammation, relieve stress and anxiety, um, and obviously reduce slow mental decline. Um, I think it's cool. Like, I think it's like a, a unintentional continual theme that even though the topic today is about memory and, and how to improve it, I love that there's been like this continual thread, no matter what the topic is for this podcast, that a lot of the things that I end up sharing about, even unbeknownst to me at the time, end up relieving multiple things. And a lot of these things overlap. Like there's a continual thread of stress being relieved and anxiety being relieved and there being like better sleep and all, and all things of that nature. Um, so I just think it's cool. I think it's cool that a lot of these things end up overlapping and it's definitely something that's beyond me and beyond my control. Um, it's just cool how many natural things are at our disposal that don't cost that much for us in time, money, or energy to attain. Um, number three, I love it, is make time for meditation. So again, if you don't know my work outside of this podcast. I am primarily a singer songwriter and guitar player. Um, I'm, I make, you know, original music in the genres of R and B jazz, neo soul, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever style and make it my own. But my most recent venture apart from this podcast and my blog that's attached to it is um, the meditations I've been making. And so I'm a huge, huge fan of meditation because it really helped me in early sobriety and it continues to help me. Um, So it's cool that it's linked now to memory improvement. Says here, the practice of meditation may positively affect your health in many ways. It's relaxing, soothing, and has been found to reduce stress, pain, Uh, stress and pain, lower blood pressure, and even improve memory. Meditation has been shown to increase gray matter in the brain. Gray matter contains neuron cell bodies. As you age, gray matter declines, which negatively impacts memory and cognition. Meditation and relaxation techniques have been shown to improve short-term memory in people of all ages, from people in their 20s to the elderly. For example, One study demonstrated that Taiwanese college students who engaged in meditation practices like mindfulness had significantly better spatial working memory than students who did not practice meditation. Spatial working memory is the ability, the ability, excuse me, to hold and process information in your mind about the positions of objects in space. That 
is wild. That sentence. Spatial work reading memory is the ability to hold and process information in your mind about the positions of objects in space. Like that's that's kind of wild. That's going over my head a little bit, but it's okay. We'll return to it. Um, maybe not in this episode, but <laughs> number four. Um, number four actually is not the one that I've selected. Let me go to my specific list here. So I have for the fourth one, I'm going to skip, skip past this one, skip past number four to number five is get enough sleep. Y'all. Um, I think I've mentioned a couple of times now, and it'll probably be something that keeps coming up. I'm somebody who is a night owl. I was born at 10 35 PM. So, you know, I read an article uh, some time ago about the time of day you being born as a person, how that correlates to whether you end up being a morning person or a nighttime person or somewhere in between. And it made total sense to me. Um, I think there's still like science being developed around that and, and trying to like figure out, you know, how true that is, but there has been some evidence that it can be connected. And, and so I just felt so validated because I used to feel so bad for going to bed late all the time. And it makes sense because I was born at night. Like I was, I entered the world at night. So it makes sense that I feel like I come alive at nighttime. So I go to bed at crazy freaking hours. <laughs> so, um, get enough sleep is number five. Um, or in my list, because I skipped number four, it's technically number four. Um, or I skipped number four of their list. So technically we're only on number four. Lack of proper sleep has been associated with poor memory for quite some time. Sleep plays an important role in memory consolidation, a process in which short-term memories are strengthened and transformed into long-lasting memories. Research shows that if you are sleep-deprived, you could be negatively impacting your memory. For example, one study looked at the effects of sleep in 40 children between the ages of 10 and 14. One group of children was trained for memory tests in the evening, then tested the following morning after a night's sleep. The other group was trained and tested on the same day with no sleep in between training and testing. The group that slept between training and testing performed 20% better on the memory tests. Another study found that nurses working the night shift made more mathematical errors and that 68% of them scored lower on memory tests compared to nurses working the day shift. Health experts recommend adults get between seven and nine hours of sleep each night for optimal health. That is dope because that is literally my bracket. And I actually even feel not even all the way well if I have even seven hours. Like six is like really like six and a half is like I can't. Seven is like decent. I'm, I feel like a newborn baby if I sleep eight or nine hours and it's actually not super, super hard to achieve because my schedule is kind of like open, you know, being a musician, but it is challenging actually. Also, on the other hand, it's sometimes because I'm a musician, I, a lot of times work late hours with shows and stuff and, and, and sessions. So it's a little bit challenging if I do want to seize the morning to get to bed at a decent hour still. So anyway sleep the next one is practicing mindfulness now they're going to explain here the difference between mindfulness and meditation because it can be kind of confusing to differentiate between the two mindfulness is a state of mind in which you 
Focus on your present situation, maintaining awareness of your surroundings and feelings. Mindfulness is used in meditation, but the two aren't one and the same. Meditation is more of a formal practice where mindfulness is a mental habit you can use in any situation. Studies have shown that mindfulness is is effective at lowering stress and improving concentration and memory. One study of 293 psychology students showed that those who underwent mindfulness training had improved recognition memory performance when recalling objects compared to students who did not receive mindfulness training. Mindfulness has also been linked with a lower risk of age-related cognitive decline and an overall improvement in psychological well-being. You can incorporate mindfulness techniques into your daily routine by paying more attention to your present situation, concentrating on your breathing, and gently resetting your attention when your mind wanders. And I, I get now why that's why mindfulness is useful in meditation because if you're new to meditating, your mind is going to wander. I've been meditating for almost two years and my mind still wanders and I still get frustrated about it because like, oh, like there's this, I think this illusion that you're supposed to be able to just clear your mind and it's supposed to just be empty. And it's just like in the world that we live in where so many of us have this productivity mindset where we're constantly on the go, we're constantly moving, we constantly have to make it from point A to point H, um, when do you, when do you have time to sit down and give your mind a break from thinking about the next thing without actively making the decision to sit down and be still and allow your mind that space? Your mind is going constantly with all the stuff that you have to do as a person. So of course, when you're finally sitting still, it's like your brain is like <laughs> catching up, you know? So it's, it's normal for your brain to race or for your mind to wander during meditation. And that's why it's like you, you know, let your mind wander and then you bring your mind back to the present moment. You bring your, your attention back to focusing on your breath. Like it's not something that you're supposed to like beat yourself up about. It's just something that you just gently kind of redirect your attention back to the present moment. And I, I really appreciate that that's on this list. Um, and I really appreciate that it can be incorporated as like a two for one. Like you can be mindful in the formal practice of meditation, which can also, they have their separate benefits for meditating and mindfulness. And then the added benefit is that it's improving your ability to remember. The next one is training your brain. Okay. So exercising your cognitive skills by playing brain games is a fun and effective way to boost your memory. Crosswords, word recall games, Tetris, and even mobile apps dedicated to memory training specifically are excellent ways to strengthen memory. A study that included 42 adults with mild cognitive impairment found that Playing games on a brain training app for eight hours over a four-week period, not all in one night, improved performance in memory tests for those of us who like to binge things all at once. Another study of 4,715 people showed that when they did 15 minutes of an online brain training program at least 
five days a week, their short-term memory, working memory, and concentration and problem solving improved significantly compared to a control group. Plus, brain training games have been shown to help reduce the risk of dementia in older adults. So I think that is dope. I'm going to actually bounce back to something that I actually didn't have on the list, but because I mentioned smoking earlier, I want to also mention alcohol. Um, this one will be drink less alcohol. Uh, consuming too many alcoholic beverages can be detrimental to your health in many ways that can negatively impact your memory. Binge drinking is a pattern of drinking that raises your blood alcohol levels to 0.8 grams per, mil, uh, per milliliter or above. Um, studies have shown it alters the brain and results in memory deficits. A study of 155 college freshmen found that students who consumed six or more drinks within a short period of time, either weekly or monthly, had difficulties in immediate and delayed memory recall tests compared to students who never binge drank. Alcohol exhibits, 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 uh, neurotoxic effects on the brain. Repeated episodes of binge drinking can damage the hippocampus, a part of the brain that plays a vital role in memory. While having a drink or two now and then is perfectly healthy, avoid excessive alcohol intake as a smart way to protect your memory. Um, yeah, I can relate to that. Anytime that I've tried to like play a show or something and have some drinks, like it just wreaks havoc on my freaking memory, man. It just like every time I'm like, I'm not going to forget the lyrics to the song because I know it. And then if I happen to have smoked or drank, uh, in the past, it just, just ruined it. Just ruined the whole thing. It was like a whole train wreck that I helped be a part of. So you don't have to be completely sober, but you know, it's worth considering. It's worth considering like decreasing, you know, especially if you notice that your memory is really suffering and you're trying to like narrow down the ways, uh, in which you're contributing to your memory, like suffering, you know? So it's good, it's good to have a list of things that, you know, you can refer to. Um, the next thing is, I like this one. Um, cause I also need to do it really badly. Uh, exercise more is number 11. <laughs> and I hate this one. Just, I, I just said that I liked it, but I also simultaneously hate it because I, I, uh, I feel like stress when I'm, when I feel like I'm telling people what to do with their bodies, but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to take any of this as something that you have to do. It's just suggestions, just things that I'm finding online, um, from health experts who have, you know, researched and found data of actual test groups of people in the world and so they obviously have found that these things have benefits but do what feels right for you you know uh, what is that saying chew the meat and spit out the bones so don't take this as a direct order but the, uh number 11 on their list is exercise more um it can improve your overall physical and mental health 
Research has established that it's beneficial for the brain and can improve memory in people of all ages from children to older adults. A study of 144 people aged 19 to 93 showed that uh, a single bout of 15 minutes of moderate exercise on a stationary bike led to improved cognitive performance, including memory across all ages. Many studies have shown exercise may increase the secretion of neuroprotective proteins and improve the growth and development of neurons, leading to improved brain health. Regular exercise in midlife is also associated with a decreased risk of developing dementia later in life. And the last one that I'll share with you, because I want to leave you with a, with a somewhat fun one here. This one is add some cocoa to your diet. Hey, let's go. Cocoa is not only delicious, but it's also nutritious. Yes, they did just rhyme delicious and nutritious. Good for you, Healthline. Providing a powerful dose of antioxidants and uh, called flavonoids. Research suggests flavonoids are particularly beneficial to the brain. They may help stimulate the growth of blood vessels and neurons and increase blood flow in parts of the brain involved with memory. A study of 30 healthy people, well, healthy, what does that even mean? But anyway, a study of 30 healthy, or quote, people found that those who consumed dark chocolate containing 720 milligrams of cocoa flavonoids um, demonstrated better memory compared to those who consumed white chocolate without cocoa flavonoids. I don't know if it's pronounced cocoa or cacao or cocoa, cacao, cocoa. I'm going to say cocoa because that's what I think is how I think it's pronounced. To get the most benefit out of chocolate, choose dark chocolate with a cocoa content of 70% cacao. This is a different word. So it is cocoa, cacao. Here, here it is. 70% cacao or higher asking you shall receive that will help ensure it contains larger amounts of antioxidants like flavonoids. So there you have it. This episode is a little bit longer. It's fine. Um, I'm just going to do a little recap here. So we have eat less added sugar. Uh, try a fish oil supplement. Make time for meditation. Get enough sleep. Practice mindfulness, which as we've discussed is separate from meditation. Drink less alcohol. Train your brain. Exercise more. And last but not least... Add some cocoa to your diet. Now, I want to just share with y'all some things that have worked for me um, in terms of helping me remember stuff. So, for example, I already mentioned earlier that I'm a musician. Somebody told me a trick that when you're learning a new song and you want to remember the lyrics to sing through the lyrics while you're listening to the song or while you're singing through the song, like before you try to just like look at it and like just start singing, like practice several times up front with, you know, just looking at the lyrics while you're singing and, and it'll help you commit it to memory. And it, and it, it does work. It works for me. Um, so that was something that really helped me out a lot. Um, remembering directions. I really struggle with this one because I am like so dependent on my GPS, but yeah. Um, look for landmarks, look for like stores or trees or, you know, things that just kind of help you remember where things are so that you can hopefully start to like 
create a map in your mind little by little of where certain places are. If you want to like start weaning yourself off of having to turn on your GPS and rely on technology all the time to get places, it's just good to like, it's just a good way to remember. Now, of course, if they tear down the building or uproot the tree, that's presents kind of a challenge, but you know, while, while the landmarks are there, uh, use that to your advantage. If you have, if you struggle with remembering directions, if you struggle remembering names, when you meet people, oh my God, how many times have we heard? I never forget a face, but I forget the name, you know, like that. It happens to me all the time because I'm playing in these venues and even the venues that I play in multiple times a month, like I still struggle remembering the names of the staff and it's just like, oh, I feel so bad. I go to a church where I'm a worship leader and I feel like I'm still struggling to remember people's names and our two year anniversary is next month and I feel really bad about that. But it, it just, it is what it is. Like I have a lot of things in my brain <laughs> that I'm trying to remember. But I was told, and I actually did try this on uh, a girl at my church last Last yeah, this past Sunday, it was recommended to me a few years ago that it's it, it's helpful for you to remember somebody's name if when you meet them, you look at them and you spell their name while you look at them. Now this is kind of intense and kind of awkward if the person has a long name or a particularly like not average name like Ashley or Chris. <laughs> if their name is like you know long or or complicated like mine, um, it might be a little bit weird especially if they misspell it. But if her name is relatively easy, I found that it, it works. Her name was pretty simple. So I was like, yeah, cool. And now I'm totally prepared to see her at church on Sunday and be like, hey, such and such. <laughs> so that's for remembering names. So we've got remembering lyrics, remembering directions, uh, remembering names. And um, the next to last thing that I'll say is remembering where you put things. Labels, labels are super helpful. I don't personally use labels, but I also try to put things in the same spot, which is the other thing I'll say about remembering where you put things. If you struggle with like ADHD, like I do, like I just had a thing the other day trying to find like my friend's keys and we spent all day looking for these daggone keys and we finally found them and they were not where I left them. Um, <laughs> so we both have ADHD. <laughs> But it hits, it hits different people different. But yeah, so we both agreed to like put things in the same spot. <laughs> Excuse me, we'll see how long that lasts. But um, and the last thing I'll say is repetition. Like I think anything that you do over and over again uh, will hopefully be able to lock into your memory. Um, yeah. So that is my list. That is my list. And also the list that I got from healthline.com. What are some things that y'all do to help you remember stuff? Like, do you have any tips, any tricks, any go-to things, uh, that really help you if you're struggling to remember something? Do you make a jingle? Like what, what are your, what are your thoughts? Definitely like hit me up on social media. I would love to hear it. I would love to know. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening again with this episode of Destination Lavender. I look forward to sharing with you next week's topic when next week arrives. If you're not already following me under Destination Lavender on social media, please hit me up. 
I'm on YouTube, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, all under Destination Lavender. Please reach out and support those pages. If you are interested in supporting the making of this podcast, please run over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash Guiana and join one of the tiers um, to support the making of this podcast. That would be really helpful and awesome of you to do. Until next time, thanks for listening.